What is up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 library 24 minutes at a time. I am Ethan Simi. This week on the pod, we are searching for true beauty under the guise of human flesh in 2013's Under the Skin. So you live alone? Yes. I think I'm pretty. I like a gorgeous. Come to me. A mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. As per usual with the pod, there are uh, spoilers ahead for Under the Skin. Absolutely a spoilerable movie. So I suggest you watch it and get your mind blown first and then come listen to the pod. Um, as you may notice, it's just me so far. There's no Ben uh, introduction. Ben is out on this week's episode of the pod, hanging out with family, having a good time. But I have a wonderful guest instead. Um, Jade Raffalo is here to chat under the skin with me. What is up, Jade? How are you doing? Pretty good. I wish I was watching more movies right now, but I'm good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You and me both. Uh, always, always trying to watch some movies. Are, <laughs> do you have any movies that you're trying to like work through right now? What's your what's your watch list look like? What's next up for you? So right now, I actually just started a couple shows. And typically, I'm like movies first, just because with movies, I feel like it's either, you know, a couple hours and I'm done. And I can kind of think about it with shows. It's like, you know, six to 10 hours of content. That's a lot to process sometimes. But I was actually I saw Bullet Train on Sunday. And I saw a trailer for a Peacock special called uh, the, The Resort. And okay. it's it's almost similar if you've seen The White Lotus on HBO Max. It's fairly similar, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's like a murder mystery type funny show. It's more adult, I think. Um, and then I've also started This Much I Know is True with Mark Ruffalo. And that I've only seen one episode and that is just hard hitting sad <laughs> but it is very good mark ruffalo is absolutely amazing Catherine hahn is in it Love we'll Catherine watch anything hahn. with her yep so yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now and i'm always looking to check off a 24 movies on my list so those nice. are always on the list <laughs> yeah no absolutely sounds like you got two banger tv shows that you watching uh you're watching right now obviously uh, listeners of the pod know we just worked our way through Irma Vep, which was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. There's actually a wonderful interview. Speaking of Irma's, Irma Vep very quickly, um, there's a wonderful interview on the Watch podcast, uh, the Ringer podcast. And um, they actually interview Olivier Assayas, the director of the original Irma Vep. We've talked about him on this pod before. Um, and and the character Renee kind of plays him. Um, I will just say... A, you should listen to this podcast. Uh, go listen to the interview. Go listen to the podcast. And B, um, Renee from Irma Vep is spot on for this director. It is freaky weird how similar they are. Um, so yeah, Irma Vep, great show. I speaking of shows, I just started um, the. I think it's. I believe it's called The Last Movie Stars. Um, directed and put together by Ethan Hawke and his group of friends. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, talking about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward and their kind of run in Hollywood in the 50s and 60s and an yeah. excellent show. Um, HBO Max as well, not A24, but um, as we all know, A24 has a lot more shows coming out in the future. So right. um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to them. Um, all right. So we're talking about Under the Skin. 
Um, I wanted to start this conversation off because this is a tough, this is a tough to describe movie. I feel like this is hard to really talk. It's one of those movies where if you haven't seen it, you won't get it. And even if you have seen it, you still might not get it. Um, and it's definitely worth having a podcast to kind of talk about it and hash it out. Um, Ron Tomato scores. We're looking at an 84% certified fresh from critics and a 55% rotten <laughs> from audiences. So that will tell you that. Um, Jade, I, I just want to know, what are your high level thoughts before we dive into some some bullet points, before we do our true cinema and, and talk about this movie? What do you think of this thing as a whole? You know, high level thoughts. I was, I don't think I even had any thoughts during the movie. I was just like so blown away because it's not very dialogue heavy at all. Mm -mm. So you're kind of just sitting, watching all of this imagery, all of this interaction between people um, mm -hmm. and really just taking in all of what I think the director is trying to say by not saying anything. And that is essentially just went through my mind the whole time. And by the end, I just sat there and I was like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> but the more I kind of sat and thought about it, I didn't, because normally when I watch movies, I go straight to Letterboxd review. Of I course. look at what other people say, because typically it's just funny. And I didn't do that this time. I took a break and then I went and saw Bullet Train right after. So completely, you know, Very 180 different. from this movie. <laughs> um, but the more I sat with it and the more I really thought about it, I was like, wow, this movie kind of got under my skin in a way, you <laughs> mm. know, like it made me feel kind of almost like gross in a mm -hmm. way. But it also made me feel like, wow, this movie was kind of empowering also. Yeah. So those are my initial initial thoughts. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally with you. Um, I, I think this movie, um, and we were talking briefly before we started recording here that this movie kind of reminds me of enemy in the fact that like, it's just abstract enough for you to be like, mm -hmm. what the hell is going on? Um, but then when you kind of start to click things together and puzzle pieces start to form, whatever you may think of it, it starts to make a little more sense. And it definitely says more with the silences than with the dialogue. Um, right. there are some, very um disturbing and off-putting scenes and imagery in this movie um a really deep performance from scarlett johansson which mm -hmm. I, I think you know definitely underrated and even for me like i think i gotta watch it again to like really grasp totally. what, what she is telling us and what we're doing um this is one of those movies that so it did come out in 2013 which is like that was the period when A24 was essentially like building its name as like the studio that makes crazy shit. And like, yeah, this is the movie that falls in that bucket, not necessarily right. for like the first hundred minutes, but like the final eight minutes where you just like, don't, you don't understand what you're wrong. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Um, Speaking of reviews. So I, I did the same thing. I just kind of sat with it. I didn't want to, be um like you know inundated with other people's thoughts or ideas or whatever it may be mm -hmm. i just wanted to read one or two rotten tomatoes reviews really quick um that i find really quite comical for this movie um yeah so this one this one comes from someone that that rated it an a which i didn't know you could do on i didn't know that that we did letter <laughs> grades and number grades on rotten tomatoes that's 
So this guy gives it an A. Someone else gives it a three and a half and a four. Uh, another person gives it a C. I, I don't know what's going on with Rotten Tomatoes. So um, this guy says, <laughs> this is a whole review. Cinematic ketamine for the soul, which I Ooh, I think is actually pretty on point. That is, I mean, I've I've never done ketamine, but <laughs> but this is what we would assume. I can imagine that that's what that is totally like. <laughs> right, I could imagine the same. Um, and then this person rates it a C and gives it a rotten and says, "Under the skin is as sloppy as it is bold and may quickly bore some with its evasive themes." So I think that's two very drastic ends of the spectrum of what this movie can deliver for you, um, whether mm-hmm. or not you become invested in it. Um, I think that's a big, a big key. Um, and it kind of reminded me of men. I don't know if it reminded you of men at all, or if you have seen men, the most, most one of the more it. recent ones. Okay. I, so I actually heard about, so my couple of my girlfriends that live in Portland, uh, they, we just love movies. We love horror movies, love a 24 movies. And so they, when men came out, they were like, we got to go see this ASAP. And they just said, not like (laughs) (laughs) and not that it wasn't they just felt that it was very underwhelming they felt that a movie about a woman dealing with men Mm -hmm. should have been directed by a woman (laughs) and so she my friends just said that that kind of came off in the movie and that the ending was just buck wild so (laughs) i i listened to the episode of the pod that you guys talked about it because i just figured you know i'm probably not going to go see it so that's where go. I'm at with it. I, I know what you what you guys are trying to say, though. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> kind of relating it. Yeah, it's it's abstract enough while telling while trying to tell a very lofty theme. Um, ironically enough, that that's one of our most listened to episodes of the pod ever, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 37 of the pod, Ben and I covered men, um, which was a, a, a trip. Let me tell you, that was wild. Um, let's talk about some true cinema moments. Let's just run through this movie. And we'll just kind of like go through it and and see what we think. Um, so awesome. I have the I have the opening scene here where we kind of like get the the creation of this Scarlett Johansson character. She's saying sounds. It's very reminiscent of 2001: A Space Odyssey, where it's just mm-hmm. like really out there, and you're really trying to understand what's going on. Um, so I, I'm curious what your take is on this scene. Is is this the like her creation? Is she made from? Like nothing it did like how, how do you interpret this to, to what she is? I mean, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I wasn't even really thinking of that. I was just thinking, oh, this is, you know, she's being created. Mm-hmm. She's trying to adapt to or she's not yet, but, you know, she's testing all her sounds, her words, her what things you know sound like to her, the enunciation of mm-hmm. different things. Um, so one, actually I did end up watching a review about it before this on YouTube. And he mentioned that the bright lights, that's like, you know, your first white light that you see when you're born essentially. So I wouldn't even go to say it's as deep as like, how was she created? Because I don't know if we're meant to know. Right. I think things that are alien to us for lack of a better word, we don't know where they come from. We don't know why they come. It's just they're just different to us and that, and they're just there. So, you know, I feel like that's like asking where do UFOs come from? Like, I have no idea. (laughs) This, this movie really goes back to that. Well, I feel like time and time again of like things are alien. Like we, 
you're just not supposed to know. You just don't know. Like that's just is right. what it is. Um, there is a there's a scene that I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, several scenes, as you know, that that are very, very strange. <laughs> but there's one in particular where I thought and, and it could have been, I don't know, I could have been seeing things because this movie like makes you think like you're searching for deeper like meaning or Easter mm -hmm. eggs or whatever. I thought I saw a a similar black form or black being that lives in this house that that she lives in and takes takes all these men to um and we'll we'll kind of tackle that as we get closer to the end i don't want to give away too much quite yet um <laughs> the next scene is is scarlett johansson essentially transferring clothes we get this really high contrast scene which i thought was just worth calling out again very like 2001 a space odyssey um like the the birth of humanity and the search for the replication of humanity i thought was i thought is is something that's interesting it's far too deep for me to ponder and pontificate on but i think yeah. it's i think it's something worth noticing um okay next one this this is a big one here so the first time that she picks up a man and drops him off at her house and we kind of get this this game this cat and mouse game where they start to undress and take off their clothes she continues to walk backwards the men continue to uh, strip further naked and follow her and walk into a a, a black void essentially they they fall it's a like puddle? walking <laughs> yeah like walking into a puddle like a really really yeah. deep puddle that is that is black and and they fall in and she lets it happen and then she walks back forward and puts her clothes back on and leaves mm -hmm. um give me your thoughts because because things get weirder than this and right. we're going to talk about that next but but the right. first time you saw this, what did you think? Well, the first time I, well, the first and only time I saw this, I was like, oh, that looks like Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. It looks like Eleven and yep. when she's, you know, going into other people's minds. And for a second, I was like, is that what's going on here? Is that like, I just had a lot of questions because I, I mean, and I know there's another scene later where, you know, she, they're dancing in a club and we'll a guy is dancing in a yep. club and then it cuts to the black void and he's still like dancing. Yes. And I was just, I was just thinking, is she, is this all that she sees? Does she only see this black void? Mm. And anywhere men, she goes, like that's the way that she perceives the world. Right. And that's kind of, well, that's what I was kind of wondering, but then the ending kind of, kind of doesn't really fit that criteria, which mm. I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll get to the ending, but I was just thinking, wow, <laughs> what is like that? That was probably the first moment where I seriously was like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. What, like, what are we jumping into right now? And that was really all I could think of because I, I was trying not to overanalyze so quickly because everything in this movie happens pretty quickly and slowly at the same time. Yeah. You know, the pacing is very interesting in this movie. Um, so I was trying not, I was trying to keep an open mind until I got further down the line in the movie. I like that idea. I think it's really important for this movie. Um, <laughs> you, you bring up really good points and we'll just jump to the next scene because it deals with this black void as well. So mm -hmm. it's, it's that scene where the man is still dancing and we play this game again and he goes underwater and we go with him or goes into the black mm -hmm. void, whatever it is, this, <laughs> the, the jello and he, and he goes yeah. down into it. And he is cognizant of where he is. He realizes that he has been 
sucked into this void and he is no mm-hmm. longer like on earth and we see the previous man under there and he mm-hmm. is it looked like he's starting to change maybe his body is starting to deform or decompress a little bit and and up until this point it's very like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and then in this moment i got a serious jump scare when this guy he he evolves into some amoeba or something. No, I, and, I, I and my what the fuck changed <laughs> to what the fuck is going on. I was shocked. Yep. I seriously, and I had my headphones in because I was watching it on my iPad. Oh. And I was kind of, and that wasn't like a conscious choice or anything. I was just kind of doing some things here and there where I could still pay attention to the movie, but still kind of get some things done. And uh, I turned my head away for one second and the pop happens. Oof. And I was like, what did I miss? Oh God, <laughs> what just happened? And I, I like freaked out and I had to rewind it. And I rewound it probably like three or four times because I wanted to make sure I was actually seeing what I was seeing. Because I was like, <laughs> like you said, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic though. I like, I love that scene. Okay. I love, yeah. I, I mean, unexplainable, honestly, of like what that is and what it means. And and I think you bring up a, re- a very good point of like overanalyzing this movie. And someone like me will sit here with this movie and try to try to figure it out. Like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. What are we trying to say? What are we doing? And I think the director is, uh, it, again, like I'm, I'm going to relate it back to men. I think I think he's trying to touch on some very lofty, huge thematic elements here and he he kind of just like dabbles around them but i believe i i firmly believe it's entirely on purpose where he just like gives you tastes Mm -hmm. here and there of what he's trying to say and the rest is just kind of like artistic inspiration of how he views these themes in the real world Mm -hmm. that that is crazy that whole house that exists with like a black void and um and the guy on the motorcycle we'll talk about him for like a, a quick second here He's called the bad man. That's like what his IMDb credit right. is. Um, he is continually after her or after the the men she is after as well. And he's like maybe part of a gang. Like what? What? what what's the bad? Like what is the bad man? What does he want? So I took I took that as he's almost her handler in a way. Oh, like yeah, he's okay. another alien as well. Mm-hmm that's sent to almost be her boss and kind of keep her in check because like we saw at the first scene, you know, he picks up the first chick, throws her over his shoulder, takes her back to this white space <laughs> yeah. and essentially throws, you know, we don't see anything, but the next, the cut scene would be is Scarlett Johansson taking off all her clothes and putting them on herself and essentially moving on to the next alien, you know? Yeah. And so I took that as he's, He's doing checks on her. He's watching her and making sure that she's getting her quote unquote mission done. Yeah. So I, I, that's how I took that. He's a creepy guy. Let me tell you, he's, he's hanging around on his motorbike. (laughs) And I I believe one of the fun facts on IMDb is that he's an actual Grand Prix like racer. He's, he's like, that's what he does. So they hired a real, a real guy to do this. Good for him. I hope he made a a good check off this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good for him, man, for sure. Um, you know, I think I think another one of these elements is like the beauty and fragility of like humanity. And and the only reason I bring that up is because 
when we see Scarlett Johansson for the very first time kind of undressing this person and taking on their persona, um, it, it appeared to me that she cried, like dropped a tear she onto did. this yeah. body. And I think from the very start, that's our tell of like, wow, okay, she she understands the the uh, encompassing nature of humanity and the beauty that humanity is mm. and, and what it can represent. And this mission, whatever it is, we don't know, whatever she has to do impacts her in a way where she still recognizes humanity, even though she's trying to mock it and and be literally under the skin of another person. Um, something interesting. Uh, guys try to break into her van. I thought this was really cr- a crazy, like six seconds in the movie. Scary. Like it happened so yeah. quickly. And then we move <laughs> right on, which was crazy. Uh, next biggest scene is essentially this touch scene where she mm-hmm. is in, in the van um, with this, you know, slightly deformed looking man. And, um, she, instead of going about her normal games and saying like her normal things and just going back to the house, she indulges for a minute and she wants to know what it's like to be touched. And she wants to offer this to this man as well to touch her. Um, and again, like that just harkens back to what I just said about like her understanding the way humanity kind of functions. I thought the scene was very beautiful my one critique is that the pacing does not match the everything else going around it. Right. But I think that's the point mm-hmm. because I feel that this scene or this group of scenes with them, um, what's his name's Adam. I'm blanking on his last name, yeah, but I'll pull it, I'll pull it up for you. A, a, upcoming a 24 movie with Sebastian Stan though. So that, yes, that's is. something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, anyways, this group of scenes I think is the, that's this is the turning point for her in the movie. So I think it almost makes sense that the pacing is a little off because this changes everything for her. Um, so I actually didn't really even notice the pacing too much on that. Uh, yeah. What I did notice, though, in uh, another like <laughs> analysis of this movie was that every scene prior to this one is shot it's Scarlett Johansson and then it cuts to the man that she's trying to seduce. It's never them in a frame together usually. Mm, interesting. And this, this is the first scene that we get where her and whoever's in her van are interacting together and we see them in one picture together. So I was like, is this overanalyzing or is that a really good point? Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> so, it's a, I think it's a very good point. I, I think yeah. that's, so this, I think it's... yeah, the pacing didn't bother me too much with that. I was more just like, oh, I can't tell if she's going to actually make this connection or if she's just using this to take advantage of him. Yeah, could be either way. That's the thing. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows right. what it is? Um, Adam Pearson is his name. Yes. Pearson, Starring yes. in, a, in yes. a new A24 movie called A Different Man uh, with Renee Rensvi, who is from Worst Person in the World. Go see that movie. Um, okay, got a couple more to to get through here. Mm-hmm. The first time that she tries to eat chocolate cake, when she really starts to become self-aware and have this kind of process of self-discovery, she tries to eat it and then just like, not really like throws it up, but just like, it, it just comes back up. It just like doesn't... She spits it out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work, which was interesting. Um, I'll, I'll go through these next three because they all kind of take place as one elongated scene which is really the introduction of the final act of the movie 
Um, so she she follows this man that she starts to become attached to that allows her this um, opportunity for self-discovery. And they go kind of down in this in this cave a little bit and they try to have sex and they start to have sex. And then it like doesn't work because she has nothing down there um, or doesn't know how it works or like whatever that means or represents or um, however you want to take that. She proceeds to then run through the woods. She finds a house in the woods in which uh, a, a man tries to grope her and take advantage of her and is then chased by this man through the woods. And this guy, while, while taking advantage of her in the woods, um, essentially peels off some of her skin. And that's how we get her this big reveal of who she really is under the skin of Scarlett Johansson. She is this, this black void of, of nothingness. She is this alien. She is this other, other being otherworldly creature um, that then comes face to face with the, the face of Scarlett Johansson. And the guy comes back and sets her on fire and she, she burns. That's how we end. Um, that yep. is the crazy one of the craziest sentences that's ever come out of my mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you make of all this all this this final act here before we move on to our A one acts? Sure. So, I think, I guess, just encompassing the entire movie, this movie is all about a woman alien taking advantage of men, in that they see her as an object to have sex with, and that's it. And then by the end of the movie, it seems that the roles have reversed. You know, it's it's this man wanting to take advantage of a woman, still seeing her just as an object that he can use for his own gratification. Um, so I think it, it it just came full circle in that sense that, and I don't want to say she's, you know, that was karma because no one is ever asking for that, mm-hmm. but that it just all kind of flipped on its head at that point. And she knows what, almost she was doing to these other men taking advantage of them even though everyone's consenting right she was still taking advantage because of what happens in the black void so i it that's just kind of what for me the whole movie was about is about how the honestly again like kind of what was said with nope just the exploitation of people as objects and using people for any sort of pleasure or gratification yeah. And I think too something interesting is the try like the the um kind of self-justification of actions, right? Of like her being okay with the actions that she does and and takes upon mm-hmm. men and when when it is reversed, when when it is juxtaposed to what she does, um she cannot come to grips with what is happening to her. She instead has to self-identify and figure out who she really is on the inside, which I think is a very interesting, again, lofty, lofty theme to tackle here Mm -hmm. um, about who she is and why she makes the decisions that she makes and why it's okay, why she thinks it's okay for her and not okay for other people to, to pull the reverse. And um, I I think there's a lot to be said there. Again, I think we're not necessarily tiptoeing, but I think we're getting like little tastes here and there of certain things. And we're left to kind of draw our own conclusions. A lot of scenes in this movie are like burned in my head. Like I can, I can, I can picture this. (laughs) I I just watched it last night. So maybe that's part of it, but like 
this will stick with me for a while for sure. Um, and I think Ben and I talk about all the time on the pod, like classic A24. I think if someone's like, give me a good, like what's an A24 movie, you could definitely show them this or, or recommend this, but I would preface it and say like, it's slow. Be careful. Um, one thing I totally forgot to mention before we do our Scarlett Johansson A1 act, the ocean rescue scene, just like Mm. two seconds. Mm -hmm. This shit is really fucked up. She let a bunch of people die and had no remorse. Essentially. It was weird and wild. And she killed someone. (laughs) Yeah. I just, so it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and me being the father of, of, a young two young girls when that baby was like left on the ocean i was like i, I literally was out loud i was like this is a pretty disturbing movie i don't know if i'm gonna yeah. be able to continue and so definitely it was, it was tough um okay let's do a1x we've got two that we're gonna cover first let's start with scarlett johansson so i think everybody mostly knows her as her role as natasha romanoff black widow in the mcu she's been that for like 20 like 14 years going on 15 years Mm -hmm. um so she is she's big on that we've got jojo rabbit marriage story isle of dogs rough night ghost in the shell seeing hail caesar lucy chef her don john we bought a zoo the other boleyn girl the prestige and lost in translation those were what i put on the short list jade you said you're pulling a Ben and you're going to add yeah. something to the list. All right. So the one that I don't know if I would pick this, I I would maybe pick it as a joke as my uh, <laughs> A1 act, but the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> had to be, she I knew, voices I knew it. Mindy. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, that movie is just a huge part of my childhood. When I found out that she was Mindy, I lost my mind. <laughs> that's a, so that's my that's my one ad. I don't know if that's my A1 ad, though. That's a great ad. No, that's a that's a really great <laughs> ad, honestly. Uh, Got to put in SpongeBob wherever you can. Yeah. I'm going with Marriage Story, of course, because I fuck with that movie so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Um, I also think she des- deserves a very good shout for Chef. I think she's overlooked a lot in that movie. Um, excellent. I love that movie. movie. Um, yeah. And I think her. Her's on the short list, too. We don't see her, but man, she can make you cry. She's she great. has a great voice. She does. Such a great voice. Very great. Yeah. Yeah. I think for mine, it's, I think I'm going to go with marriage story as well because nice. she's, she's obviously the main character yep. alongside Adam driver, which how does it get better just, than that? It doesn't. Um, that's it. Just the acting is phenomenal. And I feel like that's almost the, like the, opposite of this movie is she does so there's so much dialogue in marriage story and it's so much outward emotion through her words and what she you know her her physicality um yeah no fantastic movie i could really only watch it once because i was like there's so much yelling (laughs) going on and (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i do want to give a shout out to the prestige she's in it more as just a supporting character but fabulous movie yeah. Love magic, love Christian Bale. <laughs> so yes, love Spe- it. Speaking of the Prestige, we're going on our next A one act is crazy final scenes, and the Prestige is on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, Under the Skin, has 
one of the most memorable final few minute, minutes probably of of a movie that I've recently seen. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about how A24 has kind of perfected that and is, is very good at that. They've strayed away from that in recent years and continue to do so, especially with 2022 and what they're releasing here um, mm-hmm. in terms of shock value. But there are still some absolutely wild movies out there on the shortlist, and I'm positive that I'm forgetting some. So if I forgot any on the shortlist, hit us up at 24 minutes of 824 on Twitter. Let me know what you would have picked. Um, I've got uncut gems on here, obviously, because fucking uncut gems. Um, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Annihilation, Seven, The Prestige, uh, Prisoners. Ooh, that's Ooh. that's a good ending scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Departed, Inception, Ex Machina, and Black Swan, and Saw. I wanted to put the original Saw on here because... That, I, like that I feel like that was back in the day when twists like that didn't happen super often. And so when you watch Saw and you're like, oh, my God, everybody's dead. And then he gets up and he was watching mm-hmm. game the whole time in the, whole time. in the bathroom. Sorry yeah. if I spoiled Saw for you. It's like 20 years old <laughs> at this point, but that's crazy shit. Um, that's not my pick. But what 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 is your pick? I I think. Because I always say with movies, I am a horror fan first. You know, people could go to my Twitter and see that all I retweet is MCU stuff and other (laughs) movie stuff. But horror is my first love in movies. So I am going to go with Saw on this one because I honestly like movies that aren't for everyone. You know, a lot of people see Saw and it's just like, that's just all torture and gross and bloody gore. And I'm like, give it. I want it. (laughs) I love Saw. so. That is going to be my A1 act for crazy endings. I can't speak for the rest of the movies because not all of them are good, but mm-hmm. I really do enjoy the original Saw. Yeah, Saw, is, Saw gets progressively worse as a franchise, but oh, boy, yeah. is, it, is it entertaining? <laughs> it's very good. Um, I, I believe it's Saw 2 that has my favorite contraption of the... Uh, the pit of um, of needles and and the uh, kind of like the uh, mm-hmm. the poisonous gas and 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 yeah I believe I think I believe that is the second one that's that's good stuff right there um <laughs> look, I'm going with uncut gems it's everybody knew it you knew it we you know yeah. every everybody knew it as soon as I said uncut gems that but is a great ending that's a great I I, just I was think, not like, expecting it I don't know if I've mentioned here on this pod before or not but. Uh, when I saw Uncut Gems in the theater uh, for the very first time, I remember standing up out of my seat, just like in <laughs> shock about what I just watched. That was that was crazy stuff. I I do think that um, Prisoners should definitely get a shout here as well. Absolutely. Not only is that an incredible movie, um, just fantastic Jake Gyllenhaal, everything all around is excellent. But the ending... Um, I don't I don't want to spoil it. It's not that old, so maybe you haven't seen it yet. I don't want to spoil it, but I will say you if you've seen it, you know when that moment hits and you hear what you hear, things it gets out of hand. It's wild stuff. Um okay, Jade, <laughs> let's rank um under the skin. We've got our first cow, which is top tier for A24. We have a good time, which is a good mid-level A24 movie, and then the farewell, which would be a bottom tier A24 flick. Where, where are you putting this? I'm going to be honest. I am going to put this at, at first cow. I, I, I think personally for me, this movie, you know, I, it, it, a lot is coming up, you know, B 
being a woman and being seen as an object to a lot of not even just men but just people in general at times this movie just felt like wow this movie just said so many things without saying that much at all and I really appreciate that um like we said this movie's not going to be for everyone so proceed to this movie with caution if you decide to watch it but I just love all the things that this movie had to say without with with the silence Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. So, yeah. I like that. I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, it's early enough, A24 as well, where it, it kind of doesn't fall in this boat of like everybody's seen it. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. really fun. I am, I'm going to go with a good time. And this is strictly because um, I think you're, you're right. It does say a lot and it, I think it's shot very well. I think the score is exceptionally haunting. Oh, we didn't talk about the score fabulous. at all, but it is yeah. very, very good and, and is played excellently in this. Um, ScarJo is, is great. And I think there's enough like weird, undecipherable things where like cinema nuts or like film bros <laughs> will like watch this and be like, you know, wow, what does it mean? Like, that was crazy. I can't believe this. And you know, it, it's going to, it's definitely going to stick with me. And because mm-hmm. the imagery is so stark, I think the themes stick a lot harder, especially in that final act and the final scenes where everything is kind of wrapped up and encompassed. Because I remember what that looks like, I mm-hmm. feel I feel more attached to the themes and closer to the movie. And I want to keep thinking about it and keep trying to decipher what it's saying. And I think that is is good A24. I think that is like really solid a24 um production value when they recognize a movie is just weird enough but just important Mm -hmm. enough um to do and um i think a very fascinating double feature would be this and and men and and seeing how they compare and contrast and and um the themes that they both tackle um good time for me first cow for you i love that that is awesome uh jade thanks for coming on the pod this has been a blast um yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate it oh totally uh where can people find you if they if they want to find more of you sure um twitter and instagram is going to be the same it's just my first and last name jade rafalo and my tiktok which is fairly new uh, i was encouraged to make it to talk about movies and such um, you can find me there at Jade Talks Movies, and it's T O K S, like TikTok. Genius, genius, right there, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, definitely go for great go follow marketing. Jade. Yeah, go go follow Jade on TikTok. Uh, great, great videos out there. Um, always, always a good time watching you talk about movies. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on the pod. I know that Ben is sad that he was not here to talk with you, so. We will have you back in the future. Um, I would and, love to. And yeah, it's going to be a blast. Um, have you seen Under the Skin? Um, let us know if you have seen it. What do you think it all means? What is true beauty? What is um, the purpose of humanity and, and aliens? And why is Scarlett Johansson uh, so, so wonderful in every single movie that she <laughs> is in? Uh, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at 24 Minutes of A24. I am Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. Bye.